Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust. Member FDIC. Joy. <laughs> Live from the Hogs Meat Market Studios, this is Out of Bounds. We got up to a really bad start. You know, we gave him five runs there in the third, a couple of walks in there, really big air that, you know, that uh, they took advantage of, and they got a fourth out, and, you know, they singled with two outs to put up five instead of three, and, you know, we were, we were trying to climb out of a hole, but we gave ourselves an opportunity to, to win the game in the eighth and the ninth, and, uh, you know, the eighth was a, was a killer. Just couldn't get the big hit there. Yeah, yeah. With John Neighbors. Every time you put a mic in my face, I'm going to say Arkansas. And Joe Franklin. We won't go into shell. We won't go into attack mode. Because that's what's required. On 1037 The Buzz. The Buzz. Appreciate everybody listening in on this beautiful day here in the great state of Arkansas. John Neighbors, Joe Franklin, broadcasting live from the Hogsmeade Market Studios with you today. And thank you, as always, for making us a part of your afternoon this afternoon. It is a Reaction Monday presented by Fleet Management Services as we are going to dive into everything that happened over the sports weekend and give our reactions. And we want to hear from you, of course. You can call or text in at 501-661-1037. Get after us in the Asher Record Live fan feedback. After me on Twitter, at Neighbors. And today, not only are we going to have all the reactions, but uh, Peyton Stovall normally joins us on Monday. He's uh, having to move till tomorrow, which is fine, so we'll catch up with him uh, tomorrow afternoon. But uh, instead, here in the 1.30-ish time frame, we're going to be talking with Andrew Ellis of Hogsports.com, who... Uh, cover the Razorback baseball team getting swept by Georgia. Not not ideal, but still, we'll talk to him about that. Uh, we'll also get into the uh, latest craze or the co- controversy that could be coming out of SEC football with the whole uh, rushing the field, rushing the court, whatever you want to put it. We'll talk about that because uh, Michael Bratton had some really strong thoughts about it. We'll talk to him in the 3 o'clock hour, too. And uh, we're going to have, of course, NBA playoff talk and Pretty much everything, because uh, over the weekend there was definitely nothing short of the dramatics and nothing short of uh, some great sporting events as well as some great sports uh, controversies even, too, and some uh, some things that we'll have to dive into. Because I even saw Joe, I will, I'll admit, I, I know it's crazy to think I'm not a UFC guy, but I did see the highlights of that UFC fight and saw what happened in that fight. So I was like, man, yeah, everything is just, no matter what the event is, there's definitely some uh, some controversy, or not controversy, but some entertainment slash drama slash what in the world's going on type stuff. I think that says it all, the fact you said you're not a UFC guy because it was actually boxing. Well, there you go. See, <laughs> I, it t- tells you all I know about it, too. So, yes, exactly. Yeah, but uh, Javante Davis, Ryan Garcia, so you said there was controversy from it? No, 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 I, I shouldn't have said controversy. It was just more like it was such like a oh-my-gosh type of thing where it's like people were trying to figure out what happened because when you see a guy and they're fighting and all of a sudden he just takes a knee, it's kind of like, what 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 happened? But now delayed reaction the, 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 on the punch exactly, and that's what it came out to be. And so that's because some people at the very 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 beginning, just what I saw on social media, they're like, "Oh, is this some type of throwing the thing, or is he like a coward?" You know, just like. But then once it came out that what the reason behind it was, then it all made sense. So yeah, that could lead to some controversy that people want to make up along the way, and in the comments saying that the fix was in on the fight. But for those people that say that that's not a real punch or the fix is in on the fight. Those people, take that type of punch, and let's see how you feel about mm-hmm, it. Mm-hmm. But it was one of those things where uh, it was unexpected at the time because Ryan Garcia, he took the body shot. He kind of took a couple of steps back and got in a defensive position like he was ready to come back with his own punches and, uh, and throw some more. But then all of a sudden he takes a knee. 
And when he takes a knee, you're thinking right away, okay, he's getting a little time to rest, and the ref is right in his face and counting, and he gets to seven, eight, and you're like, okay, well, he's taking, he's maximizing right. the amount of rest he can get here, and he's about to stand up and get back after it. And then he counts him out. And uh, Ryan Garcia just said he couldn't recover from it. His yeah. first thought was kind of to get some rest at the time, but he couldn't recover and, and couldn't get up. See, that's the thing is when I see in fights and everything, whether it's like you can you can see a lot of the painful stuff. Like if someone gets, you know, like truly like knocked unconscious, it's like, you know, by the hit to the head, it's usually instantly like, okay, that's what it, yeah, that looks horrible. Or if there's a some other type of injury that ends up happening, or whatever, but I think that that's what made that one so interesting, which may be a weird way to put it, but because I don't know how that feels to take a punch like that, and I hope I never know how it feels to take a punch like that. So I'm just going to go, I'm like, this guy fights for a living? And if it was too much for him to, you know, just when he had to take a knee, I'm like, I'm going to trust him that it was horrible and an absolutely awful feeling that he could not continue on with the fight. Anymore. Here's the other thing about it. He didn't take a, a shot to the face. It wasn't a punch to the face, but... Off that punch, his nose started bleeding. So oh, yeah. that that should tell you that it was a pretty brutal shot that you get hit around the rib cage, the liver, mm. and your nose starts bleeding from that shot. Mm-mm. Nope, no, I don't. I hope I never have to feel what anything like that ever. Like, I mean, that's just uh, you know, it's the brutality of of boxing or of just a uh, combat sports in general. But yeah, when when I saw that, I was like, okay, I don't, I don't know. You know where where it happened or what was going on, but all I know is is that if it was too much for that guy, but it's too much for anybody to take. So Javante Davis also he was asked that, you know, at that time did he think the fight was over? Did he think Ryan Garcia was going to recover and get up? He said he thought that he would get up. At first, you know, he never expected him to go down anyway, but he said he could see it in his face, you know, off the shot that he kind of winced and he knew that that he was hurting from the shot. And when he took a knee, it didn't surprise him at that point, but he did expect him to get up. So is he good, though? Like, is he going to be all right? Like, no crazy, like, long-term stuff going to be happening with him? Like, it, it shouldn't be. Yeah, okay. he should be good to go. And uh, they were fighting at a catch weight, which means they don't fight in the same weight class. So they agreed upon a weight. And also there was a, a clause in there where when both fighters rehydrated, they couldn't gain more than 10 pounds. So with Ryan Garcia, he's used to fighting at a higher weight. And then he wasn't able probably to rehydrate the way he wanted to and put on as much weight as he wanted to from that point. So there was, uh, you know, speaking of controversy, maybe a bit of controversy there where Ryan Garcia agreed to all the terms in the fight. And so for Ryan Garcia fans, they're saying, well, it kind of hampered him because here's a guy who's already having to make that weight. And then you put a clause in there where he can't gain so much more weight going into the fight itself. So... I guess they're thinking if it's on different terms and he's able to put on as much weight as he wants to, maybe you get a different result. Yeah, I mean, it was it was something that's where, you know, again, we see highlights of fights and uh, especially some of the big fights there, too. But I uh, hadn't seen something like that in, in at least a long time. But I uh, hope, uh, glad it will be all right. Because it just, again, it just when you think about, uh, you know, if it's something you can't see, it's just like an internal feeling that makes it even worse to me, where it's like, well, oh, I just... Mm, nope, no one any part of that. No part of that. So you start to think of fighters with um, when they do have to lose so much weight, dehydration. So right. that's the first thing that comes to mind. And so there was a thought there that he could have been a little bit dehydrated because mm. of the amount of weight that he had to lose, and then he wasn't able to put it back on. Yeah, that's oof. Yeah, I said that was that was a tough look for it, but. Uh, that was just one of, uh, again, many things that happened over the sports weekend, too. And I know we'll talk more about it with Andrew Ellis, but uh, it was maybe not as painful as taking a, a shot to the to the gut there, but it certainly felt like a gut shot for Razorback fans. Getting swept by Georgia. First time Arkansas has been swept in an SEC series since 2018. Uh, we know that on Thursday night, we talked about that game on Friday's show when we were live at Twin Peaks and how frustrating it was with the opportunities that the Razorbacks had. And then in, in Game 2 on Friday, it, it was also pretty frustrating because Arkansas gave up an early lead and was never able to retain it. They gave up four runs in the second inning, and then Georgia just had a couple runs here and there, and then they ended up losing 7-3. to three. So that was a tough one. But, man, I don't know if I've seen anything like what I saw in the Saturday game, which I get the Georgia won the series, it was over. But you're talking about Arkansas leading 8-4, to four, going into the bottom of the ninth inning. The bases get loaded for Georgia. 
They hit a grand salami to tie it, and then the very next pitch, a solo shot to walk it off and win 9-8. to eight. It's like, man, the Razorbacks found a way to lose in three different ways that were pretty frustrating, pretty crazy, and uh, it's not the end of the world. It's not like the, the things are all going to come crumbling down, but, man, that was... That was tough to lose at least two of those three games the way that the Razorbacks actually did. Yeah, they lose a couple of close games, one run games, and seeing that score on Saturday when they're up 8-4, to four, you know, you pretty much think that wait, the game's over. So mm-hmm. just saw the score and assumed that they went on to win, and then they lose the game. So, uh, you know, seeing the comments about them getting swept, and it was like, really? Mm-hmm. They, they lost? Yeah. And, I, I, yeah. <laughs> And then went back to see how it all unfolded. Oh, man. See, that's yeah, that just sucks, man. It does. And I'm not making excuses, and I know Dave Van Horn's not making excuses either. In fact, Dave Van Horn got ejected uh, from the game on Saturday. Or, yeah, on Saturday. Probably could have gotten some great odds on Bet Saracen for uh-huh. that. Yeah, because he hadn't been ejected since 2017. It's been a minute. So you probably could have had some, uh, some great odds there. But uh, he was not too happy with the uh, umpiring, and he, he went into it in detail, and we'll have some audio to play from, which... Of course, I agree with Van Horn, and I thought that that was a little bit suspect at times. But, uh, you know, not only on top of that, again, it's not an excuse or anything, but the injuries are just getting out of control Like for, for the Razorback baseball team. It, we know about the pitching staff and the injuries that they've been dealing with, but you're talking about Wagner, who has been dealing with his injury. And then you talk about, over the weekend, Tavion Josenberger, he's got a hamstring injury that we don't know the exact extent of it, but he was having to come out of the game. And then you throw in Parker Rowland, who had been the starting catcher pretty much all season long, has been so good. He was out of the series this past weekend with back pain and back issues. And it's just like, good grief, man. I, I know that injuries happen, but you're talking about legitimately seven, eight guys that are key contributors to this baseball team that are dealing with injuries and are going to be out for at least periods of time with those injuries. And it's just like, man, I almost feel like, what, what do you got to do? How can you catch a break? Because it's... Again, it's part of it, and it's just a coincidence, but it's just really unfortunate for Razorback baseball right now. Need other players to step up, and, you know, we heard about the pitching staff being one of the the deepest ever, and, uh, you know, Dave Van Horn recruits good players to come to the University of Arkansas, and not all of them can hit the field at the same time, so whenever you do have injuries like this, you have to depend on the depth and uh, other players to get in there and and play just as effective as the starters. Yeah, because they, they've had to count on some guys to uh, move into position. Like Kendall Diggs, who's actually, of course, a great outfielder. He's been the designated hitter, but you know he's had to step in and, and play in that position, and he's done a really good job of it. So you know, you've know you had some guys be able to put be in that position, but uh, you think about uh, when you throw in a guy, you know, Hunter Grimes is having to come in. He was a pinch runner, I guess, but uh, you think about him and having to step up into a role, or Hudson Polk, the catcher, who, you know, he's fine, but there's a reason why Parker Rowland was the starter. You know, it's just he's he's a little bit more effective there, and especially in the hitting. Uh, it just continues to add up, and you hate it. But you're just hoping that the injuries that they're dealing with right now, you know, some of them we know are for the whole season, but you're hoping that you can get all these guys back and, and healthy before the season ends to get ready for the best part of the baseball season, which is the postseason. So, uh, but yeah, just really frustrating. First time to be swept since 2018, which I think is the most impressive thing. Arkansas was the longest tenured or went through the longest streak without being swept in the SEC. So there's that. But here's another little thing for you for your silver linings. Mississippi State and Ole Miss and Vanderbilt and Florida, all these teams that won the national championship here recently, each one of those teams got swept in the regular (laughs) season. So uh, there you go. Silver linings. Yeah, silver linings. Trying to find whatever you possibly can. But we'll talk about that and a lot more as we go through a Reaction Monday here presented by Fleet Management Services on Out of Bounds. We'll get to it and a lot more with Andrew Ellis coming up next. Stay with us. Listen each Monday when Morning Mayhem's Justin Moore tests your Razorback knowledge with Razorback Trivia presented by Capital Smokehouse and Grill, downtown Little Rock's go-to lunch spot. This is 
Sports Center. It was a busy weekend on the hardwood in the NBA. Only one series has seen a sweep. The Philadelphia 76ers took care of the Brooklyn Nets in four games, and they did so without their star center Joel Embiid. Also, over the course of the weekend, the Lakers took a 2-1 series lead on the Memphis Grizzlies. 111-101 was a score in game number three, despite 45 points from Ja Morant. Yesterday, the defending champion Golden State Warriors evened up their series with the Sacramento Kings in a 126-125 thriller. The Boston Celtics 129-121 over the Atlanta Hawks. They lead now 3-1. And the Minnesota Timberwolves staved off elimination with a 114-108 Game 4 win over the Denver Nuggets. I'm Josh Neighbors for the Buzz Radio Network. Honey, what should we do today? Let's climb that Pinnacle Mountain. Sounds great. I believe you turn here on Rodney Parham. Arkansans know that not everything here sounds like it's spelled. For example, great customer service is pronounced Guadney. Buick GMC. And right now is the best time of the year to trade up in North Little Rock. New Sierras at just 0.9%. GMC Terrain at 1.9%. And how about no payments for three months? Plus, those with storm claims in Pulaski, Cross, or Lone Oak Counties may qualify for an extra $1,000 rebate. See dealer for details. Oh, that was fun. Now let's go visit El Dorado. Is that in Saline County? Should I turn here on Cantrell? Never mind. Let's just go visit Guatney Buick GMC. 5700 Landers Road in North Little Rock. Call 501-945-4444. GuatneyBuickGMC.com. GMC. We are professional grade. All offers for the group credit. Tune in to Out of Bounds each and every Tuesday to hear from former Razorback pitcher Trent Daniel as he breaks down all the Razorback baseball going on this season, all thanks to Lift Truck Service Center. For rental, sales, parts, and service, contact Lift Truck Service Center today at 501-568-3330 or visit them at one of their locations in Little Rock, Russellville, Van Buren, or Springdale. If you have been impacted by the recent tornado or know someone who was, listen to this message. Natural State Wholesale is opening its doors to you. When you're ready to rebuild, if you need flooring, kitchen remodel, or a bathroom remodel, Natural State Wholesale is here for you. And you can trust them to deliver the best product and the best price today to help you rebuild. Visit online at naturalstatewholesale.com or stop by in Cabot 203 Commerce Park Drive. Natural State Wholesale, here for you. So go see the flooring king. For more than a century, Arkansans have come to Oaklawn to play, to bet, and to win. Now, we're coming to you. Introducing Oaklawn Sports, the new mobile betting app from Oaklawn. Bet anywhere in Arkansas. Download the app on Apple and Google Play and take advantage of first bet insurance up to $250. Oaklawn Sports, Arkansas's trusted brand. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700. Let's play a game of Go Fish, but it's not what you're thinking. Want to get outside? Go Fish. Want to spend time with your kids? Go Fish. Want to save money? Go Fish. Arkansas is home to hundreds of public fishing areas, many of them stocked by the Arkansas Game and Fish Commission, and a fishing license gives you access to all of them. You can purchase yours online or at a number of stores. And the next time you're drawing a blank on what to do, you'll have a card up your sleeve. Go Fish. Get started at fishnatural.com. Make the most of every lawn with Kubota Commercial Landscaping Equipment. From the productivity-boosting Z700 mower to the reliable SVL track loader, it's a lineup built to get the job done right. Because when your reputation is on the line, you need equipment that will never let you down. Visit your local Kubota dealer today. River Valley Tractor, five great locations around central Arkansas to better serve you. RiverValleyTractor.com there's only one place to stop for the best in meats in Central Arkansas. It's Hogs Meat Market. Check out their monthly package deals of the best meats online at hogsmeatmarket.com. Hogs Meat Market, the steak people. You're listening to Out of Bounds with John Neighbors and Joe Franklin. The 3-2 pitch on the way. Swing and a drive right center field. Back it goes. That ball going to get out of here. And Tavian Josenberger gives the Razorbacks the lead with a home run in front of the video board. A two-run shot. The Razorbacks up, and they love it at Baum. On 103.7 The Buzz. Give me, give me, give me a man after midnight. Won't somebody help me chase the shadow? 
Reaction Monday, presented by Fleet Management Services, which we're giving our reactions to the sports weekend. And I will say, maybe my teams didn't have the best sports weekend, but I certainly did with Bet Saracen and the Bet Saracen app. When it came to NBA playoffs, when it came to Razorback baseball, even Razorback softball, they had all the great specials going on, and they are continuing it on with today. So if you haven't downloaded the Bet Saracen app, I don't even know what you're doing right now, because even right with the Razorback softball team, they're going to be going on the road against Western Kentucky. You can get some uh, some specials on that. How about Arkansas minus 5.5 and, and over 10.5 total run scored plus 275 if you're looking for a little local flavor. But maybe, just maybe, you're thinking, hey, let's do, let's do some NBA stuff. How about that? Let's see what's, what's cooking there. Well, they have great specials there as well with, hey, maybe the first half will be the highest scoring game in both games tonight. That's plus 400. Or maybe Jimmy Butler, John Morant, and LeBron James all score 30-plus points each plus 900, or if you're feeling crazy, plus 2,500, Drew Holiday, Jaron Jackson Jr., and Jared Vanderbilt all get two steals or more each. I mean, that, that could be a great deal, too. But either way, it's so great to have the Bet Saracen app because it's so easy to use here in the state of Arkansas. It's always going to give you the local specials while also being able to bet on each and every sporting event out there, whether it's UFC, boxing, NBA, MLB, everything is at your hands with Bet Saracen. So down the Bet Saracen app, Go to the Apple Store, Android Store, Android Store. Even go online at BetSaracen.com. You can bet that way, too. It's easy. It's fast. It's convenient. The payouts are instant. And the withdrawal and transferring process is easy, too. So check it out. BetSaracen and BetSaracen.com. Yeah, that was the uh, the silver linings for me, at least over the weekend, Joe, as I did uh, hit my, uh, my my Celtics bet. Put some, pretty, put some pretty good parlay down on the Celtics over the weekend. Nailed it. Just barely. But I got it. So I was like, all right, well. Even though the Razorbacks may have gotten swept, I feel at least a little bit better that the Celtics are doing pretty good, and I was able to win some money on it. So it worked out. Yeah, yeah, they're doing really good. And uh, the East, man, they had some domination there with the Sixers taking out the Nets without Joel Embiid. So uh, the East is uh, stacked, and especially at the top with the top three seeds. So we expect some good things to happen, especially starting in the second round. Oh, yeah. And there's a lot of stuff that's coming from the NBA and uh, some funny things that uh, we'll have to dive into as well as the show goes on, I know, because uh, yeah, there's some, some drama there, but some fun drama and some fun storylines to have at it, too. But uh, we're going to have Andrew Ellis of Hogsports.com join us in a few minutes. Oh, jeez. All right, let's go ahead and go to Stan, who's in the Little Rock. What's up, Stan? Yes, sir. How you doing there, John? Doing good, Stan. All right, freaking Joe. Hey, what's up, Stan? How you doing? Hey, man, look here. On a serious note, though, check this out. Hey, y'all heard from my man Sterling. I miss old Sterling, man. He stopped by <laughs> Twin Peaks Friday. He did, boy. Stan, you there? Yeah, can y'all hear me? Yeah, yeah, yeah we, we got, got you. you. I mean, where you been? Working. <laughs> I mean, he ain't come on station. Why you quit calling in? I'm just asking. I don't know that. That's a question for Sterling. Yeah, maybe he's busy. Y'all didn't ask him why he ain't called in or nothing. No, we were just happy to see him. Yeah, I was like, I told, I told Ren and uh, I told Ren and Rick about that. They said they hadn't talked, they hadn't heard or nothing. So I said, hey man, man, hey, y'all need to put an APB out on him because he gonna call in. <laughs> yeah, I thought he was missing. Got kidnapped or something. Uh, he's doing good, Stan. <laughs> I want to hear him call in. That's one of my. Hey, I love to hear his calls. Yeah, well, maybe he will, Stan. Maybe he will. Yeah, he'll, he'll appreciate uh, you asking about him, for sure. When I call in, when I call in, he always talking about Stan, you keep breaking in and out on us, man. Yeah, anyway, anyway, man, I, I just want to say, y'all watch out for them Lakers now. I, I'll talk to y'all later. All right, take care, Stan. All right, thanks, Stan. Yeah, well, I mean that's that's the thing about when you know we were discussing the NBA playoffs and uh, you know some of the, the series and, and the way they're going too. And it's kind of gotten to the point. It's sad because I really don't like the Lakers and I really don't like LeBron James as we all know. But man, the Memphis Grizzlies have kind of gotten to me to a point where they're going to make me start rooting for the Lakers in this series. Like it's, like, I, I mean the whole Dylan Brooks thing, and then of course everyone talking about uh, how you know the Grizzlies are just the the ones that talk the most trash. But then when it's you know, they lose or things aren't going well. You never hear from them. So I'm like, man, this is, they're going to start making me think the Lakers or want the Lakers to win this series in that one, too. Something in the water is going on with the NBA with the flagrant fouls and then the shots to certain areas on players. Yeah. Like, the increase in, in both of those so far in the postseason, it, it it's ridiculous, man, how much this is happening. And 
of course, you know, some of it isn't has intent and some of it doesn't. But still, man, let's stop with those type shots. Yes. Like, it, listen, if you're going to lose or if you're going to go through the NBA and you're going to try to make uh, make some ways with the playoffs, then do it the right way and don't worry about these. Like, Because that's the thing. is, I don't care what the sport is. And what happened to the whole thing is like, hey, there's just some things you don't do. And that's something you don't do, you know, no matter the sport or even whatever. It's like, even if you're in like a bar fight, a street, it's like, that's the thing. It's like yeah. there's, there is an unwritten rule that you do not do these things. <laughs> but yet, yeah, like you said, in the NBA, it's just now become, it's like, that's like the go-to move. And I just don't understand it. It's like, I thought this was all established that no, the, us guys, we don't do those things. That does not need to happen. Yeah, they said LeBron was too good with the basketball, you know, <laughs> as he crossed it over. And so Dylan Brooks tried to reach and and knock the ball away, and he and the ball wasn't that ball wasn't mm. there. The basketball wasn't there. Yeah, yeah, maybe some other, but yeah, that one wasn't there. Yeah, that's I don't know. That's it's so dumb too, because when I when I hear like maybe some of the the excuses or the way that they're trying to portray it or whatever, I'm like, okay, well here's the thing, the, like you know LeBron with the ball and handling and all that stuff. I'm like, it's never happened before. It's not like there's just been this huge epidemic of LeBron getting hit in the jewels all the time by people trying to play defense against him. Like, for crying out loud, folks. Like, we weren't born yesterday. Like, we're, we're, nobody's that stupid. But there is something that, that just, I guess maybe the NBA needs to come out and say, all right, fellas, let's go through this. Let's go through the rules here again. Let's not do this anymore. All right? Let's just, let's just try to do it in a way to where we play good basketball and we don't worry about stuff like that. Like, that's just, I don't know. I don't understand it, but it is going on. Uh, real quick, before we go to uh, Andrew Ellis, let's get Hogwild in here. What's up, Hogwild? Good afternoon, Joe and John. Good afternoon, Hogwild. Yeah, first off, I did the same thing y'all did on the Razorback Saturday. I was listening to it and uh, got away from the game and looked at the score later on, and my, I was like, uh, what? <laughs> Are you kidding me? And then when I heard they hit a grand slam and then a walk-off right behind that, I was just like, oh, no. You know, unbelievable. Yeah, it was like it was like a three pitch span, just you know, from being up four runs to losing by one, just just like that. How many pitching changes were there in that ninth inning? Do y'all know? Oh, let me pull it up or get the stat for you. I know that there was a uh, a few that were going on there. Um, I, but but I was like, y'all, we got this game. You know, they're not going to win the series. You know, they're not going to sweep us. So uh, you know, we'll we'll turn our off to this week, and then I was like, oh, no, when I saw that score. <laughs> yeah, it was uh, Fouch and then uh, Bybee. Ben Bybee was the one that came in there uh, late wow. in the ninth inning, yeah. And then uh, that Laker-Memphis uh, game, I believe, Saturday, I was watching some of that. Was that where the one that John Morant got so hot? Yeah, mm-hmm. scored 45. I, scored 20. I, I saw he had scored 22 in a row Yeah, uh, in, the, in the second half, I guess, not just the fourth quarter. Yeah, I think it's the end of the game. Yeah. yeah, he had a great is one. Is there a record? Is, is there a record like you know someone scoring so many points in a row in the NBA like that? There is. I was just curious. Yeah, yeah, there is. Don't know what the record is, but yeah, there is. Well, he was red hot. They couldn't stop him, and you know they. they I think it was thirty-five to nine at one point uh, score, and then they could have cut it to four, four or five there. Uh, in that stretch that John Morant was red hot. The Lakers better look out. To, to end know, the first they, quarter, they it was 35-9. Yeah, mm-hmm. you're right. Yeah, I, I, was watching, I was watching it off and on, and I caught it when he got red hot there in, in the second half. And uh, I, I was, that dude can play. I just wish he'd get his uh, personal life straightened out. I'll put it that way. Yeah, by the way, uh, Hogwild, uh, Wilt Chamberlain holds the record. He scored 33 straight points. Yeah, like it's going to be anybody else. 33 straight points 30, in an NBA game in 62. So. 33? That's probably that game he hit 100 in. Uh, yeah, he had several games yeah. where he scored 60-plus, so it could have been a number of them. That's why they called him Wilt the Still. That's right. That is right. All right, guys, y'all keep up the good work. Let's go, Hogs. Get that baseball team back on track. <laughs> All right, Hogwild, we appreciate you calling in. And, yeah, they need to get back on track because getting swept by George is not ideal, but there's a lot of baseball left. Uh, but they're going to have another series coming up this weekend at home against Texas A&M, so a pretty short turnaround. And we need to talk a little bit more about it and find out what's going on. So let's go to somebody who knows all about Razorback baseball, Andrew Ellis of Hogsports.com, joining us now on the Jones and Sun Diamond and Bridal Fine Jewelry Hotline. And, Andrew, as always, we appreciate you joining us, and I'm sure that you've had to 
deal with a lot of questions and people on the message boards there at Hog Sports of trying to figure out what in the world's going on. Probably some overreaction too, but man, getting swept by Georgia is not something that many of us would have expected to see this past weekend. Yeah, honestly, you know, all things considered, I feel like the reaction could have been worse. I mean, there's still enough people that are confused, angry, annoyed, whatever. But you know, after a couple of days, I think I think most have kind of calmed down a little bit. And it helps whenever there's four other top ten teams that also got swept last weekend. So it was a really weird weekend in college baseball all the way around. But yeah, there's uh, there's plenty of plenty to talk about with this Arkansas team right now. Yeah, this is something that definitely is going to be a highlight for Georgia's season. You're talking about a top five team that comes in and. It, it may even get their season turned around, but for Arkansas, how how do they bounce back from this and kind of move forward, just put it behind them? Well, I mean, you, you never want to get swept. I mean, it's obviously not, you know, not what they wanted, but I think when you look at the big picture, I, I think it's easy to look back and realize it's not the end of the world. This team's still in a very good position. I mean, the RPI didn't even budge at all. Arkansas still top five in RPI, still top ranked in the top eight in most polls, so they're still kind of right there in a pretty solid position if they take care of business down the stretch to chase the national seed. Now, they've got some injuries to deal with, and that's probably the biggest or more concerning part of the whole thing rather than the losses themselves or that you have Dylan Carter, who they're saying is dealing with, dealing with some soreness, and you have Tavian Josenberger, who's now going to be out for a little bit, uh, along with Jared Wagner, still still out, still out for a little bit. And they were hoping Brady Tiger would make his return this past weekend, but they wanted to be safe and push it back one more week. So that's just another variable to add to this whole situation. So and I think the, the injuries are concerning, but as far as the losses themselves, yeah, I don't think it's anything that's going to derail Arkansas season. I mean, there's they're still a game out of, you know, first place in the SEC West. And the one thing that probably did happen this weekend is it probably ended Arkansas's chances at winning a division title this this year because LSU's schedule down the stretch is pretty soft. So they could, they could end up racking up 20, 21, 22 wins. But, I, you know, Arkansas's still in a very good spot and at least from a big picture resume standpoint. And like I said, I think that, you know, when you look at the games themselves, a couple of them, obviously the last game of that series could have gone the other way. It wasn't like they just got dominated all weekend or anything. It's just was unfortunate the way it worked out. You lose two one-run games on the road. And it's, it's tough to win in the SEC, and I feel like this weekend was a, a big reminder of that. And I feel like Arkansas has done a good job of managing a lot of their adversity all year and the injuries that we've talked about on and on. But uh, this week, he just kind of caught up to him. So we'll see how they can bounce back this week. You mentioned the injuries. I've never seen anything like this, man. I know injuries happen in sports, but uh, it just seems like with Arkansas baseball, it, it has added up in ways to where it's like, hey, if pitchers get a little sore, it happens. Or, you know, if guys out there get dinged a little bit or whatever, it happens. But uh, I've never seen this many players with a college baseball team, at least with Arkansas especially, have so many injuries that are putting them out, not only of games, but in some cases significant playing time. Yeah, it's, it's interesting. I mean, you know, with arms, especially nowadays when these kids are throwing 98 when they're 17 years old and they're throwing curveballs when they're 12 years old, you know, the, the arm injuries, you kind of expect that and you expect there to be a little bit of that. And so, you know, when you lose a guy like Jackson Wiggins, it's almost something you, you have to expect to lose one of your top arms. You know, it's just kind of the way that baseball's trending this way with all these elbow injuries. But that's what, what's crazy is that they had three position player starters, you know, with Tavian Josenberger now added to that list that, miss time this weekend they're going to miss time moving forward i mean you know hudson Polk did a pretty good job and had you know swung, swung the bat well in uh saturday's game but you know losing parker rolling for three games that's tough i mean now you're you're down two outfield starters I, I mean we went from that outfield being one of the most solid position groups on the team and really defensively as a group you felt really good about now you look out there and you got kendall diggs who's still trying to kind of find his feet in right field he's made some nice plays and done a good job but he's a converted infielder trying to play right field you've now got jace orphan who's a good corner outfield who's now being asked to play center field and then you got left field you got hunter grimes who's another converted infielder juco has not played at this level and you could see a little bit of a revolving door there in the next couple weeks but it's going to be interesting to see how they piece this together from a pitching or from a lineup perspective and especially out there in the outfield but i do i do think that getting brady, brady tiger back this week which all indications are that he should be able to do something this week. He'll probably be on the roster for the A&M series. So seeing him back this weekend and kind of seeing what he can do, because, you know, the pitching staff prior to these past few days had kind of been, it seemed like they were turning the corner a little bit. You had Gage Wood kind of emerging as the 
closer as a freshman. Dylan Carter has been pretty solid for them in SEC play. Christian, Christian Fouch, another freshman, who has been pitching well for them. So if you add a guy like Brady Tiger to that bullpen, all of a sudden that pitching staff's not as big of a concern, but it's hard to make that case now after they just gave up five runs in the ninth inning to get swept on the road against the team that entered the season, entered the weekend well below 500. Andrew, how do you explain what happened there in that ninth inning? Because <laughs> they were in full control of that game until then. Yeah, well, the, that, that ninth inning, it really started long before then. And, and Van Horn mentioned before the game that their plan coming into the game was we're going to have Hagen Smith go as long as he can, we're going to have Gage Wood go as long as he can, and then we're going to have Christian Fouch come in and close it after that. Sounded like a nice plan, and it's a plan that had been working for them the past few weeks, you know, just kind of piecing it together the best they can, and Gage Wood had been good for them. But Hagen threw the ball well, only gave up two runs, both of which came on the long home run from their star freshman. But he pitched well, but he he was only able to get through five innings because his pitch count was getting so high, which is kind of a consistent theme with Hagen, and it's really the whole reason this whole him coming out of the bullpen thing started in the first place because his pitch count just gets so high. So he's only able to go five innings despite pitching pretty well. He leaves with the lead, then Gage Wood comes in, and he's only able to get five outs. And so it was a little bit disappointing that they weren't able to get more than six and two-thirds out of those two guys. I think they were hoping to get maybe into the eighth or ninth inning and then have Fouch come in for two to three outs, maybe four, just to kind of clean it up. Turned out you were asking a true freshman to get seven outs for you on the road in an SEC game, which is kind of a tough formula, and it's just not how they saw it going out. And then obviously Fouch ran out of gas there in the ninth inning, and then, I mean, it just turned on two pitches on, on, from Ben Bybee, who was thrust into a spot that he probably wasn't really prepared for. I mean, he's a guy that's been thrown okay as a, as a midweek starter, but coming in and trying to get a save in an SEC game is a whole different ball game and it just went south and it went south so quickly is the funny thing about it I mean literally have an 8-4 lead and two pitches later the game's over and you got swept I mean it just they didn't even have time to process it didn't have time for a mound visit didn't have time for anything it was just it was just over yeah it's pretty brutal to see that and now you got uh, another quick turnaround where you got on the road against Missouri State and it's up there in Springfield tomorrow night and then you have A&M the Aggies at home in the three-game series starting Thursday night so not a whole lot of time to, to have a quick turnaround, but how do you see the next few games as far as who's going to be pitching? Do you see some guys coming back from injury? Just what do you think the roster and the lineup and the rotation is going to look like over the next four games? Well, I mentioned Tiger earlier. I think that's probably, above all else, that might be the biggest story of the week is just to kind of see what he can do. It might be one inning. It might be two innings. I'm sure they're going to be very cautious with how they bring him back, but it'd be really nice, really just from an overall feel of the pitching staff, to come and see him pitch well, and whether that's in the Tuesday game in Springfield, which I'm going to try to make the trip up for, or if it's this weekend against A&M, it'd be really nice to just see that Brady Tiger is healthy, see him go out there and get some outs and show that he can, you know, he can help you some way. That, that'll that be a big thing to watch. I, I think Hunter Holland is a guy that's been pretty consistent for them, and he was, you know, that was one of the, the, the most disappointing parts of the Georgia series, that they're, they're starting pitchers just across the board didn't give them the outings they needed to get, even though Hagen pitched pretty well. But, you know, Hollins is a guy that's been so consistent, and it's weird that he's pitched well against good teams, but Georgia and Alabama have been the two teams that really roughed him up. I don't know if it was just a didn't have his best stuff that day or whatever, but it'd be nice to see him come back and give them a really good start at home against A&M. He's, he's usually pretty good in these situations, and like I said, he's been consistent all year, so you, you know, don't see why not. Will McIntyre is another guy that it just, it just continues to be a roller coaster for him. We'll see if they can get any consistency with him. And, you know, again, the, the, the question going into each weekend is, what are they going to do with Hagan Smith? You know, they're obviously not afraid to close them if they need to, to win a tight game. And perhaps that's what they do. But I just think it's, it's really important for them to take care of business here at home. Maybe win two out of three against A&M. And whatever you got to do to make that happen, you know, whether you got to play Peyton Holton left field, whether you got to, you know, use Hagan Smith two times on the weekend, whatever you got to do, it would be really important for Arkansas to, take care of business and just kind of show that it's not time to hit the panic button. They win this series. They'll still, you know, all their goals preseason of wanting to be a national seed and wanting to be in the mix for the SEC West title, all that's still right in front of them if they can just take care of business against A&M. And, you know, we'll, we'll see what, you know, I don't expect Wegner or Josenberger to be back this weekend. So that's going to be interesting to see how they handle this.
Hey, we appreciate it, Andrew. We got to run. We got more out of bounds coming up next. Community Federal Credit Union in Benton. It's time to get outside and enjoy the great outdoors with a new boat, motorcycle, personal watercraft, or RV. Alcoa Community FCU has low-rate fun loans. Apply securely for your fun loan online at alcoacommunityfcu.org. Now serving Grant, Garland, Hot Spring, and Perry Counties. Today is the day. After countless hours of research, cutting back expenses, and nine months of anxiously waiting for her, today is the day you finally bring home your new car. It's also the day to protect her with an auto policy from Shelter Insurance. Our policies are competitively priced and include new car replacement coverage if anything were to happen to your new baby. See Dan Cook in North Little Rock, Steve Fisher in Stuttgart, or Jay Vandover in Little Rock. Many Arkansans are left without a vehicle to trade, which means no sales tax credit to take advantage of. Because of this, Guatney Chevrolet will be paying the sales tax on all vehicles sold this month, whether new or pre-owned. And if you lost your vehicle in Pulaski Cross or Lone Oak County, Guatney will apply an extra $1,000 rebate to your new Chevy. We're here to help. 1301 TP White Drive in Jacksonville. Take the Gregory Street exit. Call 501-982-2102. GuatneyChevrolet.com. Chevrolet. Find new roads. Are you suffering from hair loss, bald spots, receding hairlines? There's a new solution for men and women that uses regenerative medicine to stimulate hair follicles and give you thicker, fuller hair with no surgery. This remarkable treatment is now available here from the regenerative specialists at QC Kinetics. That's right. The same protocols that help relieve joint pain can be used to give new life to dormant hair follicles. QC Kinetics medical professionals can use growth factors from your own body, concentrated and applied to your scalp, restoring hair follicles, preventing further loss and increasing hair growth. Imagine thicker, fuller hair with no expensive surgery and no downtime. So if you're losing your hair due to aging, pattern baldness, or a medical condition, call now to learn more about exciting natural biologic treatments, regenerative medicine that can stimulate those dormant hair follicles. Get your hair growing naturally again. Call QC Kinetics now for a free consultation. Call QC Kinetics 501-222-8440 That's 501-222-8440 501-222-8440. This is the Pigskin Preacher bringing you the word. Recently, while watching a young shooting star named Elvis Presley in Jailhouse Rock, I was impressed by the young actress co-starring with him. Bearing a striking resemblance to Ava Gardner, I couldn't re remember being in anything else. Sadly, there was a reason for this. Days after filming completed, Judy Tyler was killed in an auto accident. Presley was so devastated that he refused to watch the film. As the good book reminds us, what is your life? You're a mist that appears for a little while and then vanishes away. Life is a precious gift, my friends. Make the most of each day. Double B's is an Arkansas company helping Arkansans to live rich, meaningful, significant lives. We support our communities and are here to serve you. Come on by for some quality products at affordable prices. Double B's. It's where you gas it, grab it, and go. That's Double B's. This is Pat Bradley for River City Flooring, where you can pick your payment. Get 0% interest for 12, 24, or 36 months, and River City Flooring in Maumel is where you'll save 50% on all in-stock waterproof LVP flooring. And did you know River City Flooring carries cabinets? So stop in and let my friends at River City Flooring help you with your remodel. Kitchen, bath, living, dining, they do it all. Check out River City Flooring in Maumel at their huge new showroom on Maumel Boulevard just off 430. Fence Brokers presents First Team All-American and BB native Hannah Gamble when she joins Morning Mayhem every Tuesday on 103.7 The Buzz. Fence Brokers, going the extra mile. Make it the event that everyone wants to attend by getting your meat for tailgates, parties, or just family get-togethers at Hogs Meat Market. Hogs Meat Market, the steak people. You're listening to Out of Bounds with John Neighbors and Joe Franklin. Outlet to Black ahead to Council. Two-hand throw down Ricky. Mike White says, I got to have a timeout. The Razorbacks are on a 6-0 run. On 103.7 The Buzz. If you're shopping for a vehicle, you want to get to Guadney Chevrolet. Guadney has best deals in the market. Been doing it 60-plus years. Give them a call, 501-982-2102. No payments for 90 days at Guadney Chevrolet. And sales tax is paid on all vehicles that's new and pre-owned through the month of April. So the month of April is winding down this week. Get the Guadney Chevrolet and get that, that sales tax paid. Additional $1,000 rebate on new Chevys. 
for residents of Pulaski Cross and Lono counties if you're dealing with some storm damage. 0% interest on 22 Silverados, 1.9% on 23 Equinox when financing with GM and a well-qualified buyer. Make the trip to the Gregory Street exit in Jacksonville. Shop them online. GuadneyChevrolet.com. You can see all the deals, the cash allowances, the rebates, even appraise a vehicle. See just how much it's worth. And they're giving thousands over book value, whether you trade that vehicle in or you sell it to Guatney Chevrolet. And so you're going to get a great deal on those vehicles because they are actively buying vehicles always. And you can see that entire inventory of new and pre-owned vehicles all on GuadneyChevrolet.com. It's Guatney Chevrolet, Arkansas's number one Chevy dealer. Guatney Chevrolet, GuadneyChevrolet.com. It is a Reaction Monday, presented by Fleet Management Services, and we will uh, continue on with our reactions because uh, in the 2 o'clock hour, or at least here in about 15 minutes, we're going to go through the best and worst of the weekend. There'll be some highlights and lowlights there, too. Uh, before we get to what's trending in the world of sports, we have on our first Arkansas Bank and Trust text line, uh, JB in Litterock says, I have a theory on the baseball team. Dave Van Horn noticed we were getting too hot too early, so we threw the series. So we're firing on all cylinders once the postseason. No peaking. Yeah, that's right. Not peaking at the wrong time now. They're going to try to peak at the right time. So maybe that's Dave Van Horn's grand master plan all along. I doubt it. But, hey, Hmm. that's where it's like, again, I can understand being frustrated. I can understand hating the way, losing like that, and especially when you're trying to be a team that hosts regionals and super regionals. But I think everyone's gotten to the point now where it's like, hey, who cares? Just just get to the postseason, get hot, and play your best baseball at the right time because that seems to be – the recipe for a championship, at least what we've seen over the past decade, decade and a half of champions that have won in College World Series. Also, uh, Buccaneer Boyd says, I fought full contact karate competitions when I was young. Took a kick to my liver, and yeah, it stops you. Second worst pain I've ever felt next to shattering my shin in a tournament. Jeez, Buccaneer Boyd, you've been out that there. Getting says after. it all. Yeah. I mean, again, it's when we're talking about, of course, uh, uh, you know, the, the fight over the weekend. Like, if I see... Just, again, seeing somebody who is a professional fighter who fights for a living go down like that and see him bleeding from his nose because of how he got hit internally just tells me all I need to know. It's all I needed to it's know. It's not the first time that uh, a fight has been stopped like that either. It, it is a rarity, but we have seen fights that have been stopped in similar fashion. Bernard Hopkins, he uh, he knocked one of his opponents out the same way. Yeah. I, it's, oof, yeah. I want to say it may have been Oscar De La Hoya also. But really? Yeah, yeah, because... Now, Oscar has definitely been taken out like that before because they mentioned during the fight that Ryan Garcia, that's his mentor, and they're like, well, he uh, took a shot similar to his mentor and couldn't recover from it. You know, you know what Oscar's doing now, right? You know, you know what oh, he's yeah, doing. yeah, Holly Saunders. That's right, that's yeah. right. That's what he's doing right now It's Holly <laughs> Saunders, actually. Uh, yeah, uh, which is, of course, uh, I guess she went up, moved on from uh, Vegas Dave to uh, Oscar De La Hoya. Yeah. And... Uh, Got married and having the time of their lives, I guess. Oh, so. okay. So that's an update in itself. Didn't realize they got married. Well, then maybe they didn't. Maybe I just thought they did. I could be wrong. I, I thought I saw on the beach uh, proposal, but maybe that means they're engaged. I don't know. I shouldn't care, but it's still kind of funny seeing uh, seeing that uh, seeing that go down because now she's now she's had Vegas Dave as Cliff Kingsbury for a bit there too. Yep. Um, she has a, a De La Hoya tat, so that may be kind of hard to recover from if you happen true. to move on. True. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm sure you can do tattoo removal. Oh, probably you, wouldn't be you a, can, for sure. You know, yeah, you can do that. Probably wouldn't be as clean, but, you know, just I, let's be honest, probably wouldn't be, the, wouldn't be the first surgery she's had on her body somewhere about tattoo removal. That's, but who, who cares? It's, it's, it's just something every time I hear Oscar De La Hoya, I was like, oh, yeah, Holly Saunders. How about that? That's still weird to me. But either way, a lot of things going on in the world of sports, so let's talk about what's trending in it. What's trending in the world of sports is sponsored by Arkansas-based West Rock Coffee. Join West Rock Coffee and their 1.5 million coffee farmers around the globe as they fuel Arkansas with great-tasting coffee, tea, and water delivered directly to your business. Contact them at westrockcoffee.com or 833-886-JAVA today. All right. What's trending in the world of sports? A little Razorback football news, which they had a big weekend and uh, we look forward to uh, on Thursday Danny West Hawksports.com he's going to join us because apparently uh, Razorback football is not done yet but they were able to land a huge commitment out of the transfer portal at the tight end position Varkey's Gums great name by the way uh, he used to transfer out of North Texas he plays the tight end position and he uh, committed to Arkansas over the weekend and the best thing about it he's 6'3 
He's uh, 250 pounds, so a good-sized guy, but he played 14 games last year and set the single-season record for a tight end in receptions of 34, yards of 438 or 458, and also catching five touchdowns all uh, there. He was named first-team All-Conference USA by the conference coaches and put uh, one more little bow on it. He was also the seventh best player in the transfer portal, according to 24-7 Sports. So. It's amazing uh, that, you know, this time of the year, you can still get quality players because the window's open for the transfer portal once again. That's right, because uh, on top of that, or at least going along with that, uh, there's been quite a few people that have entered into the transfer portal in college football, but none have had at least uh, more so quickly than Colorado. You know, Coach Prime up there. We know uh, what he, he was bringing. What would he say? He's bringing Gucci. Is that, is that what he said? Or uh, Louis? Louis. Sorry, one of those uh, very high end uh, <laughs> bags. But yes, uh, he was bringing it up there, and they went through their spring game. Of course, it was a big deal. ESPN was there and and having some fun. But four Colorado players entered into the transfer portal today, and uh, Montana is it Luminous Craig? That's how you say it. Uh, was one of the big ones. Lamanius. Lamanius. Okay, it's uh, Lamanius Craig, great wide receiver. Uh, one of their best wide receivers on the team. But he, as well as starting safety, Tyron Taylor, uh, entered into the transfer portal. And the thing about Craig is that he started all 12 games last season, and he even had a great spring game. He had 168 receiving yards and two touchdowns. One uh, of them was 98 yards. That helps the numbers up a lot. Right, so, yeah. right. But, I mean, amazing play where yeah. you're talking about from the two-yard line, he catches a pass and he goes the distance. So that was one that was a bit of a surprise simply because – the guy, he stuck it out in the long run. You know, he was there for 1-11 last season, mm-hmm. and then he's there the entire time. He's one of the few players that that wanted to leave, you know, that was thought. Maybe he wanted to leave all along, and he wanted to make sure he put that type of game on display so it would be easy for him to get to the next place. I mean, that, uh, I almost got to give the guy credit. Was, I mean, he got his, with that great performance, getting a little leverage there, too, and in a way, kind of pulled the old Mike Woods. Like, hey, I had great play in the spring game, but, yeah, I'm not going to be here next year. You know, kind of pulling the Magic Johnson. I ain't going to be here. You know, he's not going to be here. He's going to be somewhere else. Uh, so, you know, they, they've had a few players. But, that's again, it's not just Colorado. There's been quite a few that have already uh, jumped into the portal from various schools. But that's what happens when spring practice starts to come to an end. And uh, it's good for teams that are needing some help, but also uh, some teams are going to be looking to add some depth there, too. So uh, just crazy, crazy times in college football. But uh, also in uh, some other news, uh, Rob Manfred and Major League Baseball. I mean, I know most people don't like the guy, but uh, it's the whole thing with Oakland, the A's moving to Vegas, and, and the people having their reactions to it. Uh, Rob Manfred says, hey, I feel sorry for Oakland, but uh, <laughs> the A's have a chance to be much more competitive in Vegas. It's like, yeah, yeah, they do, because uh, they're, they're going to have a nice new stadium and uh, have uh, a lot more appeal and, and, and everything, too. But it was just funny hearing the comments like, oh, I feel sorry for you guys, but just let you, you guys are just not, you're not worthy enough or good enough to have a baseball team where it can be so much better over here in Vegas. Mark Davis was pretty upset in the fact that now the A's are one to relocate to Vegas, of all places where the Raiders are. He said the A's are the reason that the Raiders were locked into that stadium deal to begin with and uh, the reason that they couldn't get a new stadium. Yeah, well, now they're not going to have any of them, and they're all moving to Vegas, and I think that it'll be successful for a lot of different reasons. But we have more headlines to get to, but we have a second hour of Out of Bounds coming up next. Stay with us. If you don't already have the Bet Saracen Sports Wager app, download it today from the app stores or go to BetSaracen.com. Bet Saracen is Arkansas's favorite sports betting app. The Zone and Out of Bounds are hitting the road Thursday, broadcasting both shows live from Bradford Marine and ATV in Northwest Arkansas. It's the Ranger and Mercury Spring Fling Sales Event. Save up to $5,000 on inflation bonus.